Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. I begin in the name of the Almighty God, the compassionate, the merciful, the one who has created everything in utmost perfection. And may the peace and blessings of the Almighty God be upon his pure and beloved messenger, the peak of his creation, the symbol of humanity, the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi. And his immaculate progeny of the Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them, especially the leader of our time, the awaited savior, Al-Imam Al-Mahdi, Ajjalallahu ta'ala farajah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Holy Quran, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alif, Lam, Meem, Kaf, Ha, Ya, Ayn, Saad, Ham, Meem, Ayn, Sin, Qaf, Alif, Lam, Ra. Nearly one-fourth of the chapters of the Holy Quran begin with these letters. What we call the disconnected or unconnected letters. 29 chapters in the Quran, they begin with these letters. And subhanallah, when you look at these letters, you find that they are 14 letters from the Arabic alphabet. If you gather all of these unconnected letters that these chapters start with, they are 14 letters. That's pretty much half of the Arabic alphabet. Half of the Arabic alphabet is used to begin these chapters. And you have 29 chapters. Now another interesting aspect is in Arabic you have 28 letters, right? But if you count the Hamza as a letter, which some linguists do count it as a letter, as a separate letter, not part of the Alif, it's its own separate letter, you'll have 29 letters in the Arabic language. And subhanAllah, Allah starts 29 chapters with alphabets from the Arabic language. The Hamza, for instance, the word Zahra, right? The word Zahra at the end has a Hamza. The Hamza is that distinct A in the Arabic language. That elongated A is what we call Hamza. Some have even considered this to be a separate letter. What do these letters mean? The month of Ramadan is the month of reflections. We reflect on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do these letters mean? In our discussion tonight, we will offer a brief overview of what the disconnected and the unconnected letters of the Qur'an mean. There are several possibilities here, several tafasir. There are several purposes that these letters serve. I will mention the four primary ones. The first purpose that these letters serve, and we have hadiths about this, is that these are special symbols between Allah and His Prophet. These are secret symbols that the Prophet ﷺ has access to. He has the knowledge to these symbols. In one hadith narrated by Abu Basir from Imam al-Sadiq the Imam ﷺ states, Ismullah al-A'zam, you know the great name of God, which some hadith states it's 72 letters. The great name of Allah, Ismullah al-A'zam, is found in the Qur'an. These letters are parts of that name. Now you and I, we don't have access to it. We don't know it. 
But the Imam says the Prophet knows it and we the Imams have access to it. When you have that name of Allah, anytime you ask Allah, Allah immediately answers you. So these letters are a special code between the Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a special code. He had access to it and so he knew the great name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the first meaning of these disconnected letters. The second meaning or the second purpose that these letters serve is that they are a symbol that refer to certain names of God or certain events. Knowing them is very helpful. Knowing them allows you to better focus on the Quran. So for instance, Alif Lam Mim basically means Anallahu A'lam. I am the Lord who knows best. This is what Alif Lam Mim means according to certain hadiths. So anytime you recite these disconnected letters, Alif Lam Mim, remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most knowledgeable. Alif Lam Mim Ra or Alif Lam Ra means Anallahu A'lamu wa Ara. You have that extra R. This means I also see. I'm aware of you, O my servants. So these special letters are beautiful symbols of God's name that remind us of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One hadith sheds light on these five disconnected letters. Kaf, Ha, Ya, Ain, Saad. One hadith states Kaf means Al-Kafi. It's a reference to this beautiful name of Allah. When you recite Surah Maryam and you start the surah with these letters, remember that they have a meaning, these letters. Kaf means Al-Kafi. Al-Kafi means the one who is sufficient and the one who takes care of you. You don't need anyone else. Every day we need to remember this name. Every day realize that you only need Allah. Allah is the Kafi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for you. You don't need to run after dunya and after people and after haram means to get what you want. What you want is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what the kaf means. Kaf ha. What does the ha mean? Al-hadi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guides. Remember, He is your guide. Don't follow what society tells you. Society changes its mind every day. One day society tells you, this is how you should dress, this is how you should behave, this is how you should believe. One day it changes its mind. Don't follow what society tells you. Don't follow what peer pressure does to you. Follow Allah. He is the Hadi. He is the ultimate guide. Ayn is for instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Alim. You want knowledge? Go to your Lord. He has the best knowledge that He will give you. Saad is a Sadiq. Allah is the truthful one. Trust Him. Do we trust Allah? When Allah says, if you rely on me, I'll take care of you. Do we really trust Him? When Allah says, get married, I'll take care of you financially. Do we really trust Him or we come up with a thousand excuses? Allah is the Sadiq. He is the truthful. When you read these beautiful letters, reflect on the meanings of God's names embedded in them. That's a beautiful way to stay focused. And it's more effective that way. When you know this letter represents this name of Allah, it sticks to your mind. Every time you read it, that name comes to your mind. And you interact with it in a more positive way. So these letters have meanings. 
Now, sometimes these letters have multiple meanings. You know, as the hadith states, the Quran has 70 layers, 70 depths. It's an endless ocean. And so there's one very interesting hadith I would like to share with you about kaf ha ya ayn sad. This hadith which gives us a deeper layer to the meaning of these disconnected letters is found in the book of Al-Ihtijaj by the great scholar Al-Tabarsi. He narrates that Sa'd ibn Abdullah al-Ash'ari al-Qummi. He was one of the great scholars who lived during the era of the 11th Imam, Al-Imam al-Askari, salamullahi alayhi. He used to debate people from other schools of th thought regularly. So sometimes he had questions he had no answer to. So one day he is losing patience. He cannot find the answer to difficult questions that were posed to him. So he doesn't know what to do. They tell him, go and visit your Imam. Go and visit Al-Imam Al-Askari and he will give you the answers. So he says, according to this narration, I visited Al-Imam Al-Askari in Samarra. The Imam told me, meet me in Surra Man Ra'a, which is the city of Samarra. That's where the Imam السلام, spent, you know, the last years of his life. He says, I met him over there. When I met him, there was a young boy in the lap of Al-Imam Al-Askari. When I asked Al-Imam Al-Askari about this boy, he told me, this is the Hujjah after me. This is the Imam. Some people did see Al-Imam Al-Mahdi after he was born during the life of Al-Imam Al-Askari. This hadith is one of those hadiths that proves this. He says, I saw this young boy. He told me, this is the Hujjah after me. So Sa'd ibn Abdullah says, I had a list of questions. I couldn't get any answer to. So when I asked Al-Imam Al-Askari about the questions, he told me, ask the boy, he'll answer you. Al-Imam Al-Mahdi was young, maybe three, four years old. He told him, he will answer you. So he says, I asked him, what does kaf, ha, ya, ayn sad mean? Can you give me the deeper meaning? He says, the young boy, Al-Imam Al-Mahdi, he said to me, this is from the knowledge of the unseen that now I will share with you. This is a special name that Allah gave to his servant Zakaria. Kaf, ha, ya, sad, dhikru rahmati rabbika abdahu Zakaria. Zakaria had heard that the most special names in the history of existence are Muhammadun wa Aliun wa Fatima wal Hassan wal Hussein. Sallu ala Muhammadin wa Ali Muhammad. These are the most special names. So he had heard about these names. He asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, tell me more about these names. Teach me these names. I want to say them. I want to get to know them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him these names. Zakaria would regularly mention these five names. One day Zakaria says to Allah, Ya Allah, there is something puzzling about these names. Four of them, when I mention them, I'm at peace. I feel comfortable. I feel strength and power. When I say Muhammad or Ali or Fatima or Hassan, I'm at peace. I feel this consolation. But oh Allah, whenever I say Hussein, I start crying. I can't control my tears. What's up with this name? Why is it that every time I say Hussein, I keep crying? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed 
to Zakaria that Hussein is the grandson of my final prophet and he will be killed in Karbala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs Zakaria about the story of Karbala. Zakaria begins to cry. He says, oh Allah, this will happen to the best of your creation. I want you, oh Allah, to also give me the honor of having my son achieving shahada. Just as the grandson of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi will achieve martyrdom, I want my son to also have that honor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored him and Yahya, his son, was martyred. And he was beheaded just as Imam al-Husayn was beheaded. So in this hadith, according to this hadith, Imam al-Mahdi says to Sa'ad ibn Abdullah al-Ash'ari, he tells him, Kaf means Karbala. That's a reference to Karbala. Allah told Zakaria about it. Ha means Halak al-Itra, that the family of the Prophet will perish, will be killed. Ya is the Zalim, the oppressor who will kill Hussein. His name is Yazid. The Ya stands for Yazid. Ain stands for Atash al-Husayn, the thirst of Imam Hussein. And Saad represents the sabr and the patience of Imam Hussein So sometimes you'll find these disconnected letters have these deeper meanings. Now we cannot come up with our own theories, we have to take them from the Ahlul Bayt, peace be upon them. That's the second meaning of the disconnected letters. They either refer to the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to historical events like that. The third meaning, the third purpose that they serve. When the Quran would be revealed and the Prophet would speak it, you know what the mushrikeen would do? The mushrikeen, the kuffar who would hear the Quran, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah Fussilat, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَا تَسْمَعُوا لِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ the disbelievers said, don't listen to this book. Don't listen to this Quran. And when the Prophet is reciting it, when Muhammad is reciting it, distract him so people don't listen. Start clapping, start whistling. And that's what the mushrikeen do. Sometimes the Prophet would come to recite verses of the Quran. They'd start clapping and dancing. Sometimes they would start whistling just so they cause noise and they interrupt the Prophet So one of the reasons some chapters start with these letters is to grab their attention. So the next day the Prophet would come and he would say, Hamim. Suddenly like, what? What does that mean? He got their attention, he mentions the verse from the Holy Quran. He mentions the following verse so they automatically hear it. They forget to clap and to cause a distraction. This was a very powerful way to get their attention. This is the third meaning of these. The fourth one and really the most important one. The fourth meaning my dear brothers and sisters is one that is really important. The greatest miracle in the history of humankind is what? The greatest miracle of all prophets is what? Is the Holy Quran. The miracles of all previous prophets, they have gone with history. As great as they were, the miracles of Prophet Musa they ended, right? That staff, that stick that turned into a snake, it's gone. You can't see it anymore. All the miracles are gone. 
The only miracle that has survived throughout history is the Holy Quran. It transcends time and space. This is the final miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His religion. When you look at the Quran, it's miraculous at every level. A few, a few nights ago in our Q&A session, we spoke about the miraculous nature of the Quran. Look at the Quran. It has so much power, it's so rich. This Holy Quran has scientific references. The Holy Quran tells you that you were created from clay. Just scientists now, these days, are confirming that. All the ingredients for life are found in clay, subhanAllah. The Quran tells you that the universe is constantly expanding, that Allah created everything from living water. The Quran tells you, This sky that you see, which is thin air, Allah says, I've made it a protective ceiling. Who knew about the layer of ozone back then? Who knew there was a layer protecting you <coughs> from all the harmful rays of the sun, asteroids, everything else? Many people did not know that. See, look at the miraculous aspect of the Quran and then the predictions that the Quran makes. The Quran predicted that the Muslims will achieve victory in the battle of Badr, it happened. The Romans will achieve victory over the Persians, it happened. All these predictions. And then you look at the beautiful system of the Holy Quran. These elaborate verses that talk about every aspect of life. This miracle of Allah, what is it composed of? This final most powerful miracle that transcends time and space, what is it made of? It's made up, made up of letters. SubhanAllah, it's made up of letters. So the reason why Allah begins one-fourth of the Qur'an with these disconnected letters is to tell people, look, this mu'jizah, this miracle that you see, is nothing but letters. Allah arranged them in a way that's miraculous. Can you bring something like it? Yalla. Come and bring what you, what you can. The Holy Qur'an makes an invitation to the jinn and the ins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, if the jinn and the ins together, they work together to bring like the Qur'an, they cannot. They cannot. It's impossible for them. It's impossible. So this mu'jizah of the final prophet is just letters. Subhanallah, look at letters. They changed the course of history. They created civilizations. Just letters. The most important, one of the most important books in history. The most memorized book in history is the Qur'an. Whether religious or secular, there is no book in the history of humankind who has been memorized entirely from cover to cover by millions of people except the Holy Qur'an. Like the Holy Qur'an. And this is made up from simple letters. Think. Allah is saying think. Look at my miracle. These letters that you use every day, I can make a miracle out of them. Because usually the miracles of God, they come from something simple. That's how you know it's a miracle. It's nothing fancy, it's something simple. Prophet Musa what did he use to split the sea and turn into a snake? What did he use? A very sophisticated technological device? No, what did he use? He used something every shepherd had at the time, which was a stick. Allah says, see that stick, which you all have? I'll turn it into a snake. That's how you know it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Same with the Holy Quran. These letters that you use every day, I'll create a miracle out of them. So the fourth meaning to these disconnected letters, my dear brothers and sisters, 
is that Allah is inviting you to think. Alif, Lam, Mim, think. How is this miracle produced that has been surviving 14 centuries? Have you seen a miracle that has survived a thousand years? It's the Quran and it's made up of letters. That shows you the azamah, the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the next time you recite these disconnected letters, remember the miraculous nature and the miraculous aspect of the Holy Quran. Now scholars have analyzed a lot of these letters and there are many interesting observations about them. For instance, six of the chapters of the Quran start with Alif, Lam, Mim, right? Alif, Lam, Mim, six of the chapters start with this. You have the three letters, the Alif, the Lam, and the Mim. Now some scholars who are into linguistics and vocalizations, they've noted something interesting here. They said the Alif, Lam, Mim, these three letters, they point to the three different areas of vocalization when you speak. The alif comes from the throat, right? When you say alif, which part of your mouth are you using? You're using your throat. It comes deeper from your throat. When you say the lam, what are you using? Your tongue. And when you say the meme, what are you using? Your mouth, your lips. These are the three areas that you use to speak. You use your throat, your tongue, and your lips. Allah says, I've used these three letters over here to remind you that my book is this miracle of letters and you vocalize it from all these aspects. It's a beautiful reminder. It's a beautiful way to look at it. So six of the chapters of the Quran, they start with Alif, Lam, Mim. Now some scholars have said, when you analyze these chapters, it kind of gives you an idea of these three stages. You know, you have the beginning of your throat, then you have your tongue, then you have the outer side. These six chapters speak about the origin. Allah is the one who created us. He's the origin. And it talks about the end, the day of judgment. That's the main theme. And then how to get there. Subhanallah, it's like you're traveling from your throat to your tongue to the mouth. And life is like that. You're going from the origin to that destination <coughs> through the good deeds <coughs> that you do in this dunya. Sallu ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. So indeed, when you look at these letters, my dear brothers and sisters, that is truly fascinating. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges all of humanity. Bring something like that. I've made this miracle from letters. Can you produce something like that? This gives the strength that the Quran is from Allah. This gives us yaqeen and confidence and certainty that this book is from our Creator. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to open our hearts to the guidance of the Holy Quran. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq in this blessed month of Ramadan to benefit more from this book and to make it our best friend and our best companion. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.